You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast, a podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. In today's episode, Tim will once again explore Stephen's trading progress and discuss the difficult market conditions before diving into our listener mailbag. If you're new to the show, the listener mailbag segment allows listeners to submit any question to our lovely hosts. If you're struggling with something discussed on the show, curious about stocks to trade, or just have a general trading question, we'd love to hear from you. All you have to do is simply email admin at steadytrade.com, and we'll try to answer your question on the next show. Once again, simply email admin at steadytrade.com, and we'll try to answer that question. Tim and Steven, take it away. Welcome to the Steady Trade Podcast with Jeevan Stonson and Tim Bowen. Uh, we did a listener mailbag today, talking, taking questions from you, the public. A lot of good stuff like, does Donald Trump's tweets affect the stock market? Has Tim Bowen made me a more disciplined trader? And loads of other fantastic shizzle. So uh, listen in. How's it going, Stephen? Uh, just, uh, uh, I was it's, it's, it's getting cold here in Michigan. Uh, it's getting stocking cap weather there in Dubai. Yeah, the market's really quiet, and I had 10 minutes to spare, so I just took a trade on uh, ASURE, which I was just short on, just short on it. I just gave $100 away while I was waiting. How and, and, and what was your what was your trade plan in the in the, in just, the standard fashion of the Steady Trade Podcast? Why did you trade this stock, and, and what, why did you pick this particular stock? What was the quote-unquote setup? I think you know the reason. Uh, I made I made I made three hundred on a short this morning, and then I've just given a hundred back out of PR boredom. But uh, the, the short was no the 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 long setup was sometimes when these stocks come back to VWAP and actually hold, um, they tend to squeeze a little bit in the afternoon. No real crazy plan. I thought ah, if it holds around VWAP, it might squeeze in the afternoon. It's had a lot of but, volume. But the core do. of it was, you know, and obviously I was clued in a little bit. We, we jumped into the recording. We were chit-chatting a little bit before. But, I mean, it's the age-old mistake, and I'm guilty of it as well. I mean, you kind of let the cat out of the bag to me before we started recording. You're just, you were killing time waiting to start the podcast. You thought you'd get a little action. You thought you'd make a little money, you know? So I'd feel good. I thought I'd get that adrenaline hit and make some money, but <laughs> just, just, just rip a quick 50, 60, 70 bucks, get myself up to 400 on the day. But, uh, yeah, just threw it. And you, and you forget that a hundred bucks is money, right? A hundred bucks sure. is like, yeah. like yep. you forget, you forget what a hundred bucks is. Like a hundred bucks is like all day drinking in a bar. No, but it is. It's all day drinking in a bar. Yep, yep. And I just threw it away in five minutes out of boredom. So yep. bad, man. So, so, so we'll, we'll move on. We're, we're, we're going to, as we mentioned in the introduction, we're going to go over the listener mailbag. But th- listen, I want a lesson there. Um, and I, and I, I'm glad that Stephen went this way because this is I'm a so very, glad. it's a, it's a really important lesson and especially, I mean, new, I mean, again, I struggle with it. Everybody struggles with it. But the lesson is just don't trade for something to do. It almost never works out. And the problem is when it does work out, 
It's just teaching you bad habits, you know. So say Stephen did trade this random boredom trade while he waited 10 minutes to start the podcast. And let's say he made a 100 bucks. All Bob that does it. is teach bad habits. So then you repeat it, you know, and, and, and so that's the biggest takeaway, I would say. Nah, but honestly, I, w- I would honestly say, um, thank God I've been busy. But uh, Vive, like, uh, thank God I took a thousand on Vive. I took a th- I took two thousand on Vive, but I paid the eight hundred commission. Which is <laughs> <your boat>. <laughs> <laughs> took Actually, that's a Vive. lesson. Let, 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 so let's recap that real quick. Um, but but I mean, there's a lesson there because I think a lot of you know a lot of newer traders they don't necessarily look at the fine print, and you know, so so recap that trade. Where you where you made? Where's I'm gonna? I want to know where Vive is right now. I bet you Vive's even lower. I, let I me let me look it up. I, I, I bet you it is. Well. Terrible stack. Um, three dollars and fifty three cents. Oh, dude, it's seven dollars. seven percent down today. Yep. Like what am I? What am I? What am I doing? <laughs> Looking for these stocks? Do you uh, every day? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's just. I mean, it's just a bottomless pit. Too. Yeah. I mean, I at this point, I mean, you look at the daily chart. It looks like it wants to go all the way back to the pre-reverse split seven cent level. And it, <laughs> it, it looks it, like it looks like it dries went. right now. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like talk about holding a stock every day and making money. You can you can short this like pretty much every day. Seven, but seven percent. This was at is it only at eight? I remember it being higher. I must have only been at eight. I thought it was at twelve or something. But uh, no, I don't think it was that high. Yeah. Yep. So. But uh, yeah, I, t- I took a thousand dollars one day on it, and then I kept me borrow fees. I kept, well, I, I didn't deliberately hold it. I think I just fell asleep, and I th- and I thought, ah, do you know what it is? Seven times borrow fees with the broker that I'm at, and ah, thieves an expensive borrow because it's the worst of the worst, junkiest junk. And and obviously the the brokerage know this, so they sell you a thousand shares for eight hundred dollars. No, well, it was like one seventy for the borrow, and then and then you held overnight, so you paid seven yeah. x the borrow yeah. fee. Yeah, paid about now nah, I, I, overall with everything I paid eight hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. Uh, but I made a thousand on it both days, so two thousand. But apart yeah, from but, B, but, but so 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 two points. I made twelve hundred. I made twelve hundred. <laughs> but 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 I want to make two points. Number one, I know, I, I know them. Yeah, go on. Well, you you, you might now. You maybe you do, maybe you don't. No, can First I can point, I guess one of them? Can I guess one of them? You got to write it down. Write it down. Wait, wait, okay, wait. Because well, you can't guess. Because then I yeah, I can't. Yeah. So so uh, write it down, and then I'm going to give my number one. That isn't what you're guessing. Number the biggest thing is know your fees. Okay, know how much you're paying. I mean, the nice thing is, just this week we kind of fell into this um, commission free. We're we're headed towards you know it's not on a lot of OTCs, it's not on options, but I think that's coming. But if you're if you're going long Nasdaq stocks or NYSE stocks, you're basically paying zero fees these days. But my point is. Know your fees because if you don't read the fine print, you might end up like Steven and all of a sudden you paid 800 overnight in fees. Okay. Now, what was my second point? All right. I've got it. I'm not going to show you it yet. I'll turn the page around after, after you've said it. Okay. 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 The <laughs> second thing I want you to focus on is you can, you can say, okay, this is the worst stock in the world. I'm going to hold it overnight. I know it's going to get crushed. You pay those $800 fees. What if, what if the trade didn't work? 
<laughs> okay, so you're paying those. Okay, there. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Read that out loud. Read it out loud. What if I lose? I lose the borrows and the trade. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Woo! Two years in, we finally have started to gel. So, but, but, but yeah, so I'll let you again, that that's the biggest thing that concerns me to new traders. Cause if you lose $800, you still pay those fees. Okay. You're not paying those fees if you profit. So you lost $800 and 800. So you paid $1,600, which if you're trading on margin, that might be your entire account. So. So go ahead. Yeah. I'm, 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 I actually didn't think you would get my point. Oh, so. I knew. I know you. We've, we've had we've had too many hours together. Oh, ain't that together. the truth? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> oh, but, where, um, where do I go to get these hours of my life back? <laughs> I, I'm still sad. I lost a hundred bucks, but I feel a bit better. <laughs> I guess in that point too. But you, you you've like I, I was just talking to Papa John by the way, and Papa John he wrote he wrote a tweet and it got loads of likes on Twitter. He wrote. Uh, I've, he said he said. Readjust to the market, Stephen. I've took, I've taken four trades, uh, over the last month or over the last couple of weeks. I've took four trades and two of them I shouldn't have took. So he's took two, he should have took two trades the entire time. Yeah, it's been, and, so, uh, so let me set that up and then we'll jump into the, to the mailbag. Um, it is currently October 8th, the day of, of recording. And man, there's, it's been a two to three weeks. It has been, lean. I mean, it's been just not much for volatility. And when we do get a play, it goes no. I mean, so, so like, like I get so many people, they're like, well, you know, the markets are down every day. Why not short a bunch of stuff? And I'm like, nothing goes up. Nothing goes up to short down. You know, it's like, like in, in stocks to trade pro, I had a few people. They're like, well, shouldn't we flip flop to shorting right now? And I, and I, this morning I was like, Give me Show a ticker. Give me yeah, a ticker yeah. that's up more than five percent, and we'll talk about shorting something. So no, but uh, yeah, honestly, there's just there's nothing you can do. But generally, what will happen from what I've observed well, observed in the past is shorts are so desperate to jump on anything up fifteen percent, and they're scared to miss it, so they'll short early. Um, and one of these things will go, and shorts will get annihilated. You'll have a big run out, and the cycle starts again. And that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because all it, that's great point. I mean, that's the, one of the nice things about low float runners. It just, it just takes one and then it's like, and then they, you know, and, and that's the great thing about these low float, you know, runners, they don't have to be the same sectors. Half the times these things aren't even real companies, you know, they're complete jokes, but you get one, 1 million float stock that goes 400%. And all of a sudden there's one a day for weeks, you know? Yeah, I know, but, but there'll be one big one. So like yeah. for me, like I'd, I'd, I'd never, I'm a fan of buying and I'm not a fan of buying pre-market even more so. But around this time when it's quiet, if I see some stock pop up with a lot of volume, it's a cleanish chart, it's a low float, it's, uh, it's holding, it's holding the level of consolidation. I'll, I'll, I'll take the gamble on it being the next one with a tight stop. Sure. You know what I mean? Just yep. in case. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get into some questions. Um, the first one I believe is for you. Yeah, I guess. Well, well, it looks like we kind of alternate. So I, I guess. Shall I read it for you? Yeah, you I was going to say, why don't you, since the first question is addressed to me, you can read it and then I'll read the one to you. I so. think, um, I think the best idea for this would be for 
What if I read the question to you and then you read I it to me? I knew this was coming. I mean, has that, has that <laughs> technique ever worked? For, have you ever actually gotten a laugh from for that like, technique? For, for I like mean, you years. laugh hysterically like at it. Years. Every time you do it, you think it's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. But no, like, my question is, has anybody else ever laughed at that? Honestly, it is so popular in the office that I work that other people do it to new people in the office. It's like a trend. It's well, like I'm glad you work at a daycare. I thought you were at an advertising agency. <laughs> it's nice to hear you work with six-year-olds. <laughs> Honestly, you need to do it to someone, please. Like the next time, the next time you're out or talking to your builder friends who builds the projects of the the wooden, the sauna, and the the landscape. And I built that. <laughs> just oh, the, the shed with the door, which looks like a boat or whatever it is. The next time you're talking to any of them guys, drop it, drop it, drop it, and just see what happens. No, anyway, thanks. I'll pass. Hey, Tim, I saw your dead cat bounce pattern ad on Facebook. You are marketing the shizzle these days, by the way. Uh, what is a dead cat bounce? And I know that you're a dog lover. I don't know if you like cats. You're not bouncing a cat off the floor. No. What is it in trading terms? Actually, if you've been following my Instagram, I may actually get an Instagram for my cat. That's how much I like it. You have a cat? He's, he's yes. I have several cats actually. So really? Oh, yeah. You're a cat person. Oh. No, no. Well, I'm more of a dog person, but I have I have a daughter and a wife. So anyway, back to the patterns. So the <laughs> the dead cat bounce pattern is it's really simple. Um, and it's actually one of Stephen's favorite patterns to short. Okay, I mean this is a great pattern especially in the quote-unquote sketchy biotech land. Okay, so if you're on YouTube, I'll do the hand patterns. If you're not, I mean, I think you'll get the gist. It's just a long-term downtrending chart. I mean, this stock has been going down for months, years. I mean, again, you know, bleeding, 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 red every day if it is green it's a small green day and then multiple red days and it's just upper left of the chart to bottom right then you get that dead cat bounce which is that first day of any sign of life any sign of unusual volume typically there is news there's something behind it so that's the bounce okay but it's a dead cat going into that. You know, that's the downturn trending chart. Now, I almost always avoid this pattern, and I agree from the long side, and I agree with Stephen from the short side because most of the time they spike up, they do, you know, they'll sell shares into that, or there's, or even if they don't do a dilution, you've got five years of bag holders that are like, you know, OMG, it's up 20%, get me out. So anytime I see that pattern, about the only time I will trade it is if it puts in that second day, okay? So day one is the dead cat bounce, and that's either an avoid 99% of the time or it's a potential short. Only look at those stocks on day two. Day three, day four. I mean, I mean, if this yeah, is a, if this, this is, is a, a trending stock and it's something to actually trade, it may put in three or four green days in a row. Yeah, uh, this is so much fun. Wait there. This is part two of the quiz. Wait there. I'm so okay. Sorry. Okay. So if you're, if I'll, I'll fill in, Stephen is making notes again. So, all right. Thanks. So you can't see this now. Okay. So the the next question is how good of a pro student I am. 
Um, I haven't been in a while. I've been working, but I, I know, I, I know how you trade. I know how you trade. I know I've, I've learned it. Um, and, and this is a test too. I know how you trade. So if the stock is a dead count bounce, it's kind of a low float. It's, uh, it's, it's, you saying there you'll trade it on day two, even though it's kind of junky. My question is at what, what is the best part of entry? And I, I've got some paper here. I, on day two. Yeah, how would yeah. you trade it? Then I'm gonna look for that, and you probably know either the, you could you could call it either that weak open red to green or that dip. Oh! <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. At least you listened to me. I thought for two years you never listened to a single damn thing I said. No, and do you know why you're trading it red to green? I know because uh, it's just it makes logical sense as a trader. You're trading it because. Everyone who's ever like everyone shorts the dead cat bounce. Yep. So and, and, so and are, deservedly so. It's yeah, the, the dead cat bounce is a high it's a high probability short setup. So But and most of the time it works, right? Which yep. is why most of the time you don't go along on day one. But if if you've got some shorts in from day one and it doesn't quite break down like it's expected, and then you get on day two and you've got some shorts on day two. Who see it open and red? Yep. That, so they're adding. They're they're adding to the position because they're like, yeah. here we go. Yep. But day ones are adding, and then day two, and then you've got the day two people who are on day one. You've got the day one people on day two, and you've got the the yeah, that's too confusing. But anyway, you've you've got shorts from day one, and you've got new shorts from day two. They're adding, and that squeezes. All of a sudden, you've got loads of shorts upside down. Yep. And, and, and when and, it goes green, so so. You're you're right, but then we've also add a third thing when it goes green because now you got all the momentum guys like me that are looking yeah. to buy on buying a day two, buying a day two, and so so it's like you've got think about it. Everybody's buying at that point. You know, the day one shorts are buying, the day two shorts are buying, the Momo guys are buying. Everybody's buying. Who's selling at that point? You know, so. and and you've got a very clear established risk level of of uh, green and red. Yep. Goes back red, or maybe with the day or whatever. Yeah, uh, yep. low of the day. So uh, it's simply a color. Isn't it fun how we're, how we learn? Isn't it fun how trading's not actually about the company? <laughs> it's it's all about the what other people are thinking in this big game of psychology. Oh yeah, especially you know day trading. It's I mean hell half the time. I mean, you know, the listener, if you're a new listener, you might know, but I mean, in day trading, a lot of times you don't even know what the company name is. These are just tickers, uh, you know? So, no, it's, um, it's, all right. Question two. Well, yes. Um, Steven, I've been following you since your first YouTube video. You wow. seem like a different person today. Is Tim Bowen's discipline rubbing off on you or what? Asks Gilbert from Miami. Um, I, I think the, I think, I don't think Tim Bourne's discipline's rubbing off on me. I th- but I, I see you as, I see you, I mean, obviously I've seen your process and your mentorship, but I mean, I, I, and, and it helps and, 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 every, and it comes from different angles, but I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a eating raw meat and uh, with eggs on and training with Navy SEALs. Nah, I'm not quite there. I think, um, I don't, it's hard to see how you're a different person. Um, it's, I am, I definitely am. I mean, I just, I just, I just put a tweet out before while I was waiting for the podcast and I and I actually said I'm 15% 
Like I'm fifteen. I'm I'm fifteen percent of the reckless me two years ago or three <laughs> years ago. I'm I'm fifteen percent of that person. So in that instance, that means I'm like if I was a yogurt, I'd be like reckless light or. If if I was if I was a kind of pop, I'd be diet I'd be diet light or reckless light. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? Yep. yep. Or if I was an Austin Powers movie, I'd be mini me light. Do you know what I mean? And um, the recklessness is like I'm reckless light, uh, and I think it's from. Um, I was going to say the next question will be what what has caused that. So it's it's just saying it's just it's just saying the same situation over and over and over and over again. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I cannot lose to this situation after so much experience saying it. You just like, cause like, it's like, it's like, fool me once, jokes on me, fool, fool me once, jokes on you. No, fool me once, jokes on me, fool me twice, jokes on you, but a hundred times over. Do you know what I mean? But you did, you did say it backwards, but <laughs> I, but whatever. But like, <laughs> no, but you, but you, but you get it though. It's like, yeah, no, I get what you're getting at. <laughs> you can't honestly like, some people will learn after the tenth time of doing the same mistake. Some people will learn after the thousandth, but you will learn mm-hmm. eventually. And that's why you know, and, and and it's like you know, it's it's it's. I, I hate to go into too many cliche sayings, but it's like there is no shortcut in this business. If if there is any business with zero shortcuts, it's trading, man. I mean, I don't yeah. know medical school. Maybe you can like cheat off your buddy's test. You know, maybe your, maybe your dad knows somebody to get you in an internship. You know, there, there are no shortcuts in trading and everybody learns those lessons different. And, and I've seen the maturity of Steven over the last two years. And I, as much as I, my favorite thing is to disagree with him. That's coming. I think, you know, it's just, he's, he's seen it. Over and over again, he's put himself in this position and he just says, I'm not going to do that anymore. And maybe, maybe you, dear listener, maybe you'll learn that in a week. I highly doubt it. Maybe you'll learn it in a month. Maybe you'll learn it in six months. I mean, maybe it'll take you five years. I don't know, but everyone goes through it. And, and you've, if, if you've listened to all 120 episodes of the podcast, You've seen it right along with me. You've seen the maturity of Steven. So. Yeah, no, but on, honestly, like, I mean, for example, uh, the market's been super slow the last three weeks. So I, I went big on a position that I shouldn't have like last week and I lost and I was upside down and I ended up cutting it and I lost 700. I'd be interested to see where that stock is now. Um, but that's, that's the only time I've been upside down in a stock more than a few hundred in like six months. Seven months. And, and that's, you know, back to that same kind of, I'm kind Three of making months, the same months. point, but know. you know, so many people will be like, you know, they'll ask, they'll ask me, they'll be like, how do I cut my losses earlier? And I'm like, listen, I can give you all these rules. Okay. You know, they'll, they'll ask, should I at a certain percent or, you know, at a certain support resistance level, you know, and it, but, but it, at some point you just have to get sick of taking those big losses, not sticking to your plan. I mean, I always say one of my favorite sayings is, I mean, depending on your account size, nobody says I'm going to risk 75% of my account on this trade. No one says that, but people do it all the time. You know, people risk a hundred percent of their account. No one goes into a trade saying, well, my stop loss is a hundred percent of my account. But people yeah, do it. 
And you just have to get sick of it where you're like, I am not going to let this loss get bigger. So, yeah. And, and you just learn stuff as well. And that's, that's so true. But it's also like, if you're like, generally, if I'm down in a position, like you obviously start down on every trade because sure. if you're buying on the, the bid and it's a short or whatever, but, um, or if you're shorting on the bid, I'll, I'll buying on the ask. But, but, um, if I'm down in a position more than 15 minutes, 20, 30, if I'm red on a position and I stay red 20 minutes, generally nine times out of 10, it just, it's not going to work. If it works, it's going to work straight away. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Oh, it's going to work in within 20 minutes. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, the, the answer is uh, you will always get more and more and more and more disciplined because, and it's not like it's every situation is unique and different in trading. There's not, there's not like a special stop loss or, or a cutting point for every single trade. Like you don't cut every one or two percent. You right. see the same situation over and over and over and over. And you think now nah, that this situation is happening again or that situation is happening again. Oh, oh, this one worked out last time, so let us just keep it in for a bit longer. It's just being in the game. Yep, being in the game. It's. I mean, that's it. It's just like, yeah. So, um, but yes, Gilbert, I have seen a maturity as well. It makes me proud. Um, I realize I'm a jaded old man, but um, I just I love to see success. I love to see growth, and Stephen makes me proud. I mean, I've, I've loved to see his evolution over the last few years. Um, um, I'm, I'm nope. green. I'm green. I'm green over the last half a year now. It's been good. Beautiful. Not by a lot, not by a lot, but, uh, and the trade with a tiny account, it forces discipline. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I've got a question from Matt from Toronto, Toronto. A Hey, um, Hey guys, your, your Canadian <laughs> accent is almost as bad as your British accent. <laughs> I keep hearing. We've talked about my theory that that (laughs) all you British people are just faking that accent, right? We've talked about that. I did not know about that. No, you think English people are faking accents? I think California people. Because we 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 kicked your ass back in 1776. You tried to sound more, you know, cultured. So you made up this accent after the Revolutionary War. Uh, or the War of Independence, in order to sound superior to America, even though we sent you packing. So groovy, baby. So you're just a pawn. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. You, you know, you, your parents talk that way. But I think this accent is just completely fabricated. I'm just a fat nobody. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> That's how I feel. I had McDonald's last night. Ugh. Anyway. No, no I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or if it's not true. How come when you sing, you don't have an accent? How come when I sing, I don't have an accent? When anybody with a British accent sings, they don't have an accent. That depends where you're from. I know rock, some rock singers who are from Newcastle, and, the, and, it, and it really comes across. Maximo Park are a band. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know the answer to this. I'm not that. I'm not that smart. I'm not very clever. <laughs> I don't know how I'm in advertising and when I'm going to get figured out, but I will get figured out. I don't even know how I can trade successfully. I don't know how I learned it. I, I don't know with how. The next question. I, yeah. I didn't mean to take you down a rabbit hole. But you can also, if you're not very clever, you can get trading. <laughs> like if you're not that clever, you can get it. You've just got to be a, g- a bit of a gambling addict and obsessed with turning up every day. But anyway, that's my take. Um, Matt says. Oh, this is dead interesting. I keep talking about commission-free trading. Is that a new trend? How will it impact me as a trader? I, I'm like, I, I'm, this is the last sheet of paper. You answer, and I'm going to summarize your answer in one word. 
Perfect. Um, so I think it is a good thing, you know, especially if you're trading with a small account and you're learning. I mean, commissions can really add up. I mean, if you've got a thousand dollar account and you're paying a hundred bucks a month in commissions or 200 bucks, I mean, that adds up. That's real money. Now, I think I'm actually, I can't read that. I'm not sure what that says, but bad, badly. Go on, you say it affects people terribly. And go on, you explain yours, I'll explain mine. Oh, okay, okay. So what I like about it is back to the fact that, you know, the markets have been pretty quiet the last two or three weeks. What I love about this commission-free trading is I think it's going to bring more, I mean, I, I hate to be mean, but more dumb money to the markets. And, I mean, trading isn't a zero-sum game. But, you know, because it's not two market participants, it has to be, you know, for me to beat Steven at poker, there can only be two of us, but um, that's a zero sum. But in trading, I mean, someone has to lose for someone to make money, okay? Someone has to sell at a loss or buy at a loss or whatever. Um, And I think you, dear listener, you're listening to this podcast, you're researching, hopefully you're reading all the books we recommend, you're watching all the courses we recommend, um, you're doing your due diligence or writing your trade plan, you should be excited too because it's more dumb money coming to the markets and, you know, hey, somebody's somebody's got to be the gazelle and somebody's got to be the lion, so... What a metaphor. Yeah, I agree that it's more dumb money coming into the markets. That's very true. From a more experienced trader's point of view, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing to have trading free commissions. I think, um, as a learning new trader, like in terms of our audience of who's listening, I, I think it's one of the worst things that can possibly happen for a new trader. Um, I think it's gonna make, it's gonna destroy discipline. It's gonna encourage bad habits. You think and, so? You think yeah, just because they're saving five bucks, they're going to trade yeah, more? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah. But what about I mean, the PDT? I mean, you're uh, PDT. You got, yeah. I mean, if you're PDT. you got a small account, you're you're you know you can't. So yeah, but there's a lot of brokers that don't enforce PDT, but do have five six dollar commissions, and and I would I would those guys are never going to go free, you know? Yeah, maybe if they don't go free, but um. Like if I, when I had a seven, eight, nine hundred dollar account and I had to pay 12 bucks to get in and out of a trade and I knew that the trade would at best make us 20 to 30. Um, it, it was just 30% as a, a 30% cost. Uh, so there's a lot of trades that I didn't take, which I would have probably lost on anyway. There's a lot of trades I didn't take because of the commission fees. Commission fees make you think if I make a trade today, and obviously you say you take a hundred trades in a month. That's, that's your whole account. If you've only got a thousand dollar account. Sure. So you need to think if I'm only, I need to not take a hundred trades. I need to take maybe four trades a week. So I need to make that's one trade a day. So then I need to really pick the right trades. And it, I guess and I see your point. I mean, my, my, I guess I keep thinking from it, you know, again, I'm in the U S I recommend all new traders not use these brokers that allow you to, you know, a law is a law, a rule is a rule, and these some of these brokers are kind of playing some games. So I was when I was answering the question, I was thinking of Joe Sixpack in Iowa 
with a thousand dollar account that's under the PDT. He can only trade three times in a rolling five day period. So I guess that was the way I was looking at it. But I also, I, I see your point as well. So yeah, no, but I mean, and I, and I also on that point, I think the PDT is the best thing on earth because it, it teaches you to look for a specific setup. It teaches you to think, look for those late day VWAP holes that come overnight. It teaches you to focus on a setup. The only thing, the biggest thing, and I agree with that. The biggest thing I hate about it is like, you know, when they won't let you out of a trade, you know, like if oh, you that, violate yeah, it, stupid. is that, I mean, they should, to me, you know, and, and, and if you're listening and you're curious, we've, we've done plenty of episodes on the PDT. The biggest thing I hate is when people are making bad decisions to stay in something because yeah. they're either stuck, broker won't let them out, or they don't want to use that last day trade, you know, because... No, that, that's ridiculous. That's I think, ridiculous. I, it seems like there's a better... I agree with you, like many things with, with government and regulation. You know, one of my favorite sayings is the Ronald Reagan quote, you know, the seven most dangerous words are, I'm from the, I'm, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Um, you know, so many things are unintended consequences. I think the spirit of the PDT is wise. I just don't know if it's the right implementation is all. So, No, and I, I, I fully agree. But, um, yeah, you should be able to just ring up the broker and be like, look, I believe really unlock us. And then if you do it 10 times, then you get blocked, but you don't do it 10 times. Exactly. Yep. So, so uh, I think you've got the last question, have you? All right. Um, I read an article last week from Barron's that said Trump's tweets – impact the stock market, but not for long. Have you guys seen this as a catalyst in your trading? How can I turn this to my advantage in my trading? And we will link the article below if you want to check it out. So, um, Stephen, I know you're a huge Trump fan. I mean, I go to your Instagram. It's non-stop Donald Trump memes. I'm getting to the point where I've seen a little too much of it. I mean, you could tone down your fanboyism a little bit. Maybe. So I'm what do you Kanye. think? I'm with Kanye. It reminds us of it reminds us of Kanye West and then it also reminds us of a, a funny tweet. Well at least you're both certified insane. I mean you and you and Kanye have that in common at least. Well, but uh I'll tell you a funny story. Kanye West which uh, I'm going from Trump to Kanye to a tw- Twitter again. But Kanye said once on McDonald's he, he wrote he wrote a tweet saying I love Burger King or I love McDonald's. <laughs> He wrote a tweet saying, I love McDonald's, and Burger King replied saying, explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it went viral across the internet. I mean, how good's that for being on the ball and quick as a, as a brand to another brand? Yep, yep. But, um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I've not, not, I don't know about Trump so much. Obviously, any news, any news in, in, from the American government will absolutely affect the stock market, but I saw more. What really affected the stock market, um, not a lot, but when England done some twists on this, when England left, uh, announced that it was going to leave Brexit. 75 even, years ago. 75 years ago and was still not out. On that <laughs> date, I remember Forex, Forex took a big turn and I think even the stock market had a bit of a red day. I can't remember. I'd have to go right back, but even English news can affect the American market. Global news can affect the American market. Depends what it is, but you'll, you'll be able to answer better, I think. 
Yeah, so so the, the, the Trump tweet effect is is real. Um, it, it exists. It is kind of slowed down a little bit, but, um, the simple fact is that, that, you know, people are, people are look watching his tweets and people are trading on them. And I don't know, philosophically, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Um, should the president be tweeting about, you know, corporations, you know, and things they should or shouldn't be doing that? Is that his place? I don't know. Um, but, ultimately the root of your question i have an answer for um yes tweets move market whether it be trump whether it be big name traders whether it be you know news corporations at the end of the day i don't think there is any sort of tradable edge there okay why one of the biggest reasons is you've got supercomputer algos that are sitting there trading instantly based off the content. I mean, these, I mean, this is real. These algos are reading tweets. They're reading headlines and they're trading thousands, millions of shares off of that. So you can't be there first. You're not going to beat the algos. You're not going to beat the supercomputers. You're not going to beat the Harvard interns that are just sitting there refreshing Trump's tweet tweets all day long. It is an interesting effect. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, I don't think I, I don't think I particularly like it. I'm a free markets guy. Um, I don't think the, the, uh, 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 politician of any country should be commenting on, you know, public markets. The public markets should decide. That's the beauty of capitalism. I'm sure my fan, you know, uh, my, uh, my Ayn Rand, my, my idol, I'm sure she would not be particularly happy with, with the president commenting on free markets, but, However you feel about it, I don't think there's any tradable edge because you're never going to beat the supercomputers. You're never going to beat the Harvard interns. One of the biggest reasons Stephen and I and 90% of this guests on this podcast trade the gutter stocks is we don't want to compete against the hedge funds. We don't want to compete against the Harvard MBAs and the supercomputers and the algos. So if you find an edge, let me know. I don't think there is one there. So. Yeah, but it's it's also that we don't really want to be affected by random stuff. Many external yeah. factors. The only thing that's going to affect a crappy little stock is if the actual stock has news. But that's one variable. There's yep. no real other variables. But these big companies have thousands of variables. Um, I need to read I am Brand. I've got the I've got the audio book. I need to do it. Maybe I'll do it after I've had McDonald's. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to wrap this up, Tim? It's been a yes, good yes, yes. So, um, thank you again, everyone. We love these questions. I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we we've had the steady trade drinking game many times of of my repetitive phrases, but I mean it, and I really, really do mean it. These are some of my favorite episodes because you know we're 120 episodes in. I've done 1,700 webinars in Stocks to Trade Pro now. Sometimes it's hard for me to know what what you want to hear about. So please go to SteadyTrade.com. We've got the inbox there. You can record audio or you can just send a text. Comment on YouTube if you're on YouTube. I love these episodes just because I want to, you know, I want to, we, we as a team want to bring value to you. And I think this is one of the best ways. 
Yeah, no, and, and also it's just it's fun to know that there's people out there beyond the screen. You're right. That, that is, it's, it's funny. You get a yeah. It's one thing to talk about if Stephen and I come up with a topic and talk about it, but it's like you're right. We're connecting with someone on the other side of this webcam. Yeah. Like, like there's actually real people who listen to this, <laughs> and lots and lots of them, lots of them as well. And it's it's crazy. It is. I agree. So I get scared when I think about this. I think because <laughs> you just forget it's me and you, right? But it's not. There's tons of people, friends, family. That's why I constantly say we live in the greatest time in history, man. This is this is a unique time. Yes, instead man. of instead of you know thinking that the world's going to end tomorrow or in twelve years, read some Stephen Pinker. Okay, this is the greatest time, the safest time. It's an incredible time in history. And you can listen to a guy from Michigan and a guy from Dubai talk about their trading journeys. I mean, this did not exist when I was trying to learn trading. YouTube didn't even exist when I was trying to learn. So Yeah, and uh, and for a fun prize, if you can guess on the very first episode that we tried to record together, if you can dress how if you can guess how I was dressed, you win a special prize. <laughs> I like yeah, it. That's... I like it. So. <laughs> that was funny. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Steady Trade Podcast. That concludes this week's episode of the Steady Trade Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show and learned something from our listener mailbag. As I mentioned earlier, if you have any question, just shoot us an email at admin at steadytrade.com and we'll add you to the listener mailbag for our next show. For more information, please check us out at steadytrade.com and I look forward to seeing you next week.